0: Gotta talk about it.
1: Yeah, man. Let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to The Danny Morrison Show. Usually the whole nine to the nighttime, right at nine, but today the whole nine during drive time. Quick programming note for those that are popping in right now, checking for Don Amici versus everybody, and are surprised to hear my voice on the KBLA frequency, The Danny Morrison Show will be broadcasting from this time slot today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And for those that are popping in at 9 p.m., this show was a replay from earlier today at 4 p.m. In addition, both shows will have best-of broadcasts on Thanksgiving Thursday and Black Friday. But don't you fret, my pet. All will return to normal come Monday, November 28th, live. And as a result, we may be as, uh, you know, 10 pounds heavier from the delights and delicacies over Thanksgiving weekend. But we will use the extra Crisco used to cook dinner in grandma's kitchen to grease our hips so we can ensure that we can squeeze through the studio doorway to return to this microphone on Monday. Heart rate and blood pressure permitted. Uh, But speaking of heart rate... My own heart rate started palpitating over the weekend when one of our beloved black heroes was being lambasted on black Twitter for trying to reclaim his throne within the black zeitgeist. In my opinion, a man that practically commandeered the culture for more than 25 years was being ridiculed for taking the necessary steps toward healing. Yeah, it's true that seven months ago, he went from being the most charismatic and bankable Hollywood actor, excluding Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to becoming a pariah within practically every demographic and media platform that one could imagine. And it's becoming pretty upsetting to me that we are taking part in the cancellation of these festivities. Let me explain. First and foremost, I don't want us all to once again start spending... Time on what Will Smith was intending, while allegedly defending his life partner who was also attending, quite possibly, the most important moment of his ascending career and legacy with his all-time GOAT status contending, with the end result still pending. We've broken down ad nauseam Will Smith jumping up on stage to slap Chris Rock at the 2022 Oscars. Yeah. Will Smith overreacted to an elementary school-level Chris Rock joke about Jada's alopecia, which surprisingly morphed into him becoming a different creature. But just a few days ago, Chris Rock returned to the scene of the crime and recorded a comedy special at the Dolby Theater right here in the city of Los Angeles. According to multiple media outlets, he opened with some jokes about his friend Dave Chappelle and then told a few jokes about the Capitol riot on January 6th. He then reportedly goes into a run about the slap, much to the delight of the concert goers who were anxiously waiting for him to officially verbalize his feelings. But what troubles me about the special is that Chris Rock is telling everyone around him that he's not prepared to talk to Will Smith one on one about the slap. And he's definitely not prepared to give big media an interview regarding it either. But that sure doesn't stop him from monetizing the moment by going into detail about how things happen right in front of white America. He was quoted as saying, quote, people were like, did it hurt? You've got it dang right. It hurt. Will Smith is significantly bigger than me. I am not the same size. okay? that mother effer played Ali. I played Pookie from New Jack City. People say, why the F did you do nothing back? Because I got parents. Because I was raised, you know. You know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. No, I'm not a victim. End quote. In my terrible Chris Rock impression. Ha ha, he he, Everybody please listen to how Will Smith victimized me. Which is probably why a few members of the black Twitter took it upon themselves to attack Will Smith after seeing him post a photo featuring a few celebrity friends at a private viewing of his upcoming film, Emancipation. For those unaware, directed by Antoine Fuqua. The powerful trailer shows Will as a runaway slave named Whipped Peter based on the true story of Gordon, a former slave, and the photographs of his bare back heavily scourged from an overseer's whippings that were published worldwide in 1863, giving the abolitionist movement proof of the cruelty of American slavery. Will got to set out to come back to Hollywood. Look at him. The Illuminati is making him bow down to the Jewish population before he can come back. See? The majority of the reactions on black Twitter were profoundly negative, but even the positive ones came with a caveat attached. Just like this cat of Haitian descent named Gail level Comments on YouTube. Listen.
2: Uh, Will Smith looks pretty good, I have to say. Uh, the scars and everything, it looks like it's going to be a pretty deep, a pretty serious movie uh might i say some sort of oscar bait uh there's a whole thing about slave movies winning oscars i just hope okay as a black man i just hope that it's not gonna be one of those movies about slavery and about one one brave uh person but but the real (laughs) but the real hero is gonna be a white man i just hope it's not gonna be one of those cliche just for this like even for the sake of originality we want to see another another type of thing where we're tired of having all of those all of those uh, slave movies have like this oh it's the real hero being like this one white person who's really nice for some reason anyways it looks good i'm probably going to watch it i'm not the most excited about it uh but i want to see Will Smith's uh performance i i don't care much about Will Smith as a as a person i just want to watch good movies man
1: I don't care about Will Smith as a person. I just want to watch good movies. Sound familiar? That is the same narrative that Trump supporters use with that embarrassment of a politician. That is the same tone that they use when they pack the house for two-pay fiasco at rallies all over middle America. But I'm willing to bet that we black people won't pack the house for Will Smith when emancipation drops in theaters on December 2nd and Apple TV on December 9th. Why? Because we love to cancel black people. It's our national pastime. Now, I don't mean to get off on a rant here, but there are a multitude of black celebrities that have committed crimes that deserve permanent ridicule, which is exactly why I've only canceled two celebrities in my entire lifetime. I believe R. Kelly crossed the line of decency with his sexual shenanigans. And I believe the current iteration of Kanye West is too dangerous for race relations in this country, the culture, and to himself at the exact same time. But even with my personal cancellations of those characters that would be king, my cancellations are still conditional with a permanent pathway to my heart if either of them follow through on what's best for our people moving forward. But I'm afraid that a lot of us are more interested in joining that bandwagon of condemnation, character assassination, and cultural cancellation, rather than looking inside that personal soul for an explanation. In conclusion, you've probably heard me say that black people are quick to cancel any black-owned business that gives us a bad attitude. Or the black barber that messes up our head style. Or black women that are quick to cancel women that mess up their nails at the nail shop. We're even quick to cancel our favorite athlete that leaves our squad for the bag for a rival sports team. But you won't cancel Target when the cashier gives you that same attitude, dog. You go back to that Asian nail place even after she jacked up your cuticles. But we'll cancel any black celebrity that may need a little counseling, a little bit of Jesus, and perhaps a few pharmaceuticals. And while you're permanently canceling our folks, here's what Bill Barr said about his old boss Donald Trump just a few days ago in regard to Trump's recent announcements to run again. I give you Exhibit A. Listen.
3: If he had just... Uh, exerted some self control and discipline and dialed back his his uh, you know pugnacity um, and his nastiness a little bit. He would have won the presidency and had a second term and uh, he didn 't do that he failed he didn 't do what the whole country hoped which that he would rise to the occasion and rise to the office. And he didn't do that. So he's had his chance. He doesn't, uh, He obviously does not have the qualities necessary to unite the party, which is the first step uh, on the road back. And uh, he should stand aside.
4: If Donald Trump were the nominee for the Republican Party again, would you support him?
3: Well, I'm just hoping it never comes to that, because I think it would be a tragedy if he's our nominee, if he's the Republican nominee.
4: Um, Could you vote against him? Could you vote not for the Republican if Donald Trump were the Republican nominee? Uh, well, again,
3: I think it gets down to what I said, which is I would have to make the judgment at that point, the impact on the country. And I'll have to see what's going on in the world, what, who the... Democratic nominee is. If it's a progressive Democratic nominee, I can't imagine voting but for But
4: ideologically progressive versus somebody who orchestrated an attack on the Capitol whom betrayed his oath to the Constitution, as you said in your words, you still might vote for him. Mm-hmm.
3: Depending on all this. I, it's hard for me to project what the future holds. The question is always a comparative one. You have to make a choice between two people. I don't believe in throwing my so vote away on up. a third party.
4: You don't rule out supporting President
3: Trump again. No, I don't.
1: Paying attention, y'all. Unbridled, unconditional support. But Will Smith slapped Chris Rocked huh? Jussie Smollett made up a story about an assault in Chicago, huh? De Baby was spewing hateful rhetoric against the LGBTQ, huh? Will may have won that Oscar that night, but this is why we keep losing. Because we keep throwing De Baby out with the bathwater. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, L.A. Are we always too quick to cancel our people? Will Smith, Jussie Smollett, DeBaby, Kanye, Kyrie, R. Kelly? I could go down the list. Where is the line for you when when you cancel our people? And do we deserve more grace because of what we've been through? We're only 13% of the population. Some believe we should never cancel ourselves because everything can be traced back to systemic trauma. Others believe we should be harder on ourselves because we are so few. What do you think we should do? Which side do you land on? Holler at your boy. Your voice is changed. Your voice is community. Your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580. one 920 1580 You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer. Live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus. Like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, 2+. Me and my lioness, pardon in crying. Go to YouTube, see what I'm talking about. Robin we will take your comments via the ecosystem of our social network. Check this out. When we come forward, I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation. Look, I cancel us on occasion, but my list is really short. My criteria for receiving grace from me is to show some remorse and perhaps a remedy to your own issues. But there are a few black people out there that are making it very tough to turn a blind eye for my quick trigger finger cancellations. That's why my seven series today is seven black people that continue to beg for my cancellation. Look, I'm trying to hold on the best I can, but they continue to show me that they don't care about us. Shout out to Michael Jackson. I'll give you my list. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show on Unapologetically Progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about.
0: Let's rock. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk. Real time. The gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: We are broadcasting live from Lamert Park, California, streaming live on the KBLA YouTube page as we speak. I'm not here to tell you how to think, but I am here to tell you what to think about. We black in a spot. Another episode of the Danny Morrison Show. KBLA Talk 1580. First on the scene, so fresh and so clean. Let's check in with the
5: queen I Me. Come on, Eddie. let's go. She's your queen baby.
4: Baby. Oh, no. Oh, <sighs> no.
1: I like your blouse then, you
4: know. Well thank you. She's Lord. got
1: a Lion King blouse on today,
4: so <laughs> oh, no. I thought we decided to leave it alone.
1: No. No? Okay. I'm I'm back. I thought <laughs> <I'm> back. music <laughs> accompaniment by Danny. I, I
4: just really thought for one second we were just gonna leave well enough alone. How was your weekend? My weekend was eventful. No, it wasn't eventful. It was actually pretty chill. That's good, though, right? I got to sleep. You know, I so usually throughout the week, if I'm not getting a nap, <laughs> then I'm sleeping on the weekends. And mm. so I did that. And, you know, I had a good time. Well, I no. did, you know, did a few things. I hung out with the family, of course, you know, so it was nice.
1: Is there such a thing as too much sleep? I,
4: I think so. I think you can become lethargic. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think you have to catch. Is there such a thing as catching up on sleep?
1: No a doctor told me that really you can never reclaim it once you lose it it's gone
4: so what does that mean that the fact that we try to sleep throughout the weekend i mean what are we doing just
1: i can tell you when i went to big bear i got my first sleep in the last 2 years yeah the bed was dragging me back to it
4: yeah yeah like, uh uh
1: what well, that was good we love so give me some more of but that.
4: were you becoming lethargic yes. like just okay so maybe that's why it's not it's it's not too good uh to have like the whole day of sleep or the whole weekend of sleep, mm. yeah.
1: When I hear people say, "Man, I slept for probably 16 hours," I go, that, "I don't know if that's healthy." Yeah, Is I don't it?
4: know. I, I'm not gonna hate on it. I'm not <laughs> mad at it because I want 16 hours of sleep I wish y'all good, boy.
1: <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a great weekend. What's what's going
4: on through our report today? Well, you know, we're breaking it down. Um, there's some 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 people who are upset with the um, American Music Awards because of Chris Brown and. They're letting them have it. They're letting them have it. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and a few other things going on. But um, I wish that Chris Brown would have performed uh, at the AMAs this year. Let's just say because he had some great things up his sleeves. It looks
1: like they needed it. I saw that GloRilla,
5: Cardi B, performance.
4: and Cardi B. I, I, I saw clips. Changing. I saw highlights. I did not watch the entire um, performance or the the entire award show. Yeah. Um, it's I I literally just look at look for the highlights. It's
1: not the same. Because, you know, when we were coming up, the AMAs. We watched all the AMAs, the
4: BET Awards, the Source Awards, everything. The MTV Awards. It didn't matter. We watched it all. Mm. We came
1: up in the era of superstars. So, yeah. you know, Michael gonna do something, Janet gonna do something, Yeah, even uh, Prince gonna do something,
4: yeah. we watching. There was no social media back then, so that was your opportunity to see these celebrities perform. Mm-hmm. You didn't have access to them throughout the week. They're not posting on, you know, Instagram or something. So, that's why I think it felt so good for us back then.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This one was terrible. I could tell.
4: <laughs> I'm not surprised.
1: Raw Report coming up at the top of the hour. By the way, I want to ask uh, our loyal listeners, um, I'm part of... A Thanksgiving smorgasbord this coming Thursday. Okay, and I have to find a deep fried turkey. Yeah, here in Los Angeles. Good do luck you know with that. anybody?
4: I I don't know any businesses that. But by the way, if you know some, hit us up because I'd love to try. I don't know if I've ever had deep fried turkey. Fire. But I, most people just make them at their at their house. You I'll, know? I'll so, pay somebody. Yeah. It doesn't
1: have to be a restaurant. Yeah, I just need somebody that'll do you it.
4: Better be careful with that. Paying any old body, you know yeah. Any old body, like just because you can make a fried turkey.
1: I'm like that with soul food. Like I won't just eat anybody's greens or chitlins. Yeah, or, I, no. you
4: don't know how many times they recycled that oil,
1: mm. or or
4: anything. You don't know if they they properly cleaned that turkey or got all the, you know. But you don't that's true with any
1: restaurant. Well, talk. the
4: restaurant is is more regulated.
1: Yeah, they you got know? the they the B A B or C on exactly,
4: their Exactly, exactly. Wish your wish your uh, your letter that you won't go. Beneath, you won't go beneath a B.
1: No, I won't go beneath an A is what I'm saying. But oh, see a B, I know. Oh, y'all saw a roach oh, up in okay. there. There's a rat <laughs>
4: B, oh yeah, you got a roach. Good. Somebody sat on the Swimming seat and got a burning here. sensation is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, I hear you though. I'm probably uh, a B. I'm wondering what's up. But I'll still eat there. But I am wondering. I'm, I'm side-eyeing everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so if anybody knows where I can get a deep-fried turkey by Thursday, I would love you forever. But in the meantime and in between time, don't forget in the third hour, we might bring you a few more upon further review clips that you all have sent us over the past few days. Clips that extend the conversation on the topics we've touched recently on the Danny Mo Show. And today, the first clip is from a woman named Kitty J. Rose. I want you to hear this clip. It's fire. It's fire. She put out a clip a few days ago talking to the OGs on how men keep losing the good woman in their lives. Mm. And a family member broke it down. You got to hear it. Mm. We'll run through. You know how we stop and go, yeah, stop and yeah, go. Okay. We'll do that. Uh, the second clip is Dave Chappelle. I haven't got to it. I want you guys to hear him talk about why he left that show years ago. And the third clip is from the Big Dog. We didn't get to it on Thursday. We're gonna do it today. The best motivational speaker in the country, in my opinion, breaks down how we shouldn't always need a seat at the table. We gotta build a seat at the table. All right. What you doing right now, by the way? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hour Upon Further Review clips all coming up in the third hour after the Raw Report. Also, KBLA Talk 1580 is pleased to announce the Can't Miss Community event. Welcome home, Mayor-elect Karen Bass. Join us for this free public event as we celebrate Mayor-elect Bass's historic victory. There will be entertainment and some food trucks, diverse array of vendors, along with attendance and participation from community leaders and elected officials and celebrities and business owners and all kinds of notables. Everybody and their grandmama gonna be out there kbla talk 1580 will host mayor elect bass on the main stage as we reflect on the importance of this moment and what it means for the black community women and all angelinos who believe in the limitless potential of our amazing city make sure you stay close to kbla talk 1580 and our social media platforms for all the important details we look forward to celebrating mayor elect karen bass and you coming soon but in the meantime and in between time like, share, comment, follow us on all socials: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But tonight, we're discussing how we black people are somehow still canceling Will Smith and a plethora of other melanated celebrities for their transgressions. Should we still be holding Will Smith moment against him, or should we support him unconditionally and anybody everybody else? And also, never cancel black people. I go to you, the Queen. <laughs> First are you, you going to see that movie first of all? Oh,
4: I'm going to see it. I'll watch it.
1: Where are you at on Will Smith now? Because I was watching Black Twitter. They were killing Will this weekend.
4: Oh, I, well, It was seven months ago. Yeah. Well, you know what I think. I think that uh, I, I originally thought that all it is is just a big moment. Don't get me wrong. That was a very big moment, but it's just going to take a little bit of time for people to kind of get over it and sweep it under the rug. I just don't know if it's been enough time. Okay, That's soon. my issue. It may be a little bit too soon. You know, like, give it some time. And then he's not just reintroducing himself. He's coming out the gates, like, swinging. Fire. He's, you know, he's got this huge movie that they're, um, th- you know, we don't know, but it looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty big movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the way he's going around and... The other thing, though, is that I can't be mad at Will. He's being well-accepted in his community with his friends. You know, he's going all around the country uh, previewing this movie to certain people. I'm not going to be mad at that. You know, why should why should that moment um, stop your life or you shouldn't have to be reduced to that moment? Exactly. I mean,
1: he said that in his apology, right? He says I'm yeah. I did a bad thing but I'm not a bad person. Exactly. I can't be beat myself up.
4: Exactly. So, you know, Black Twitter trying to have have at Will. I'm just like, you know what, but this too shall pass. They're going to get over this just watch. Watch. You just wait and see when Will has a really big win. They're they're all going to be uh, singing his his praises again.
1: Well said. But big win in a 15 seconds. Does the Academy nominate him for an Oscar if That's the movie so... is incredible? Do they touch him?
4: <sighs> or do they
1: go no because of what he did? But the work should stand on its own. Do they nominate that kid?
4: I think they may they may nominate him, but you know he may not be invited to receive it
1: one 800 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we jump into the seventh Series. Fahima's on the phone as well. The Oracle makes her daytime debut on the Danny Mo Show. KBLA, stay there. Nighttime is the right time for
0: Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580.
1: You were checking out like the Rhyme Danny Morrison show Rhyme on KBLA, talk Rhyme 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 versus to everybody today, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday. Talk about Will Smith, me. Emancipation, Black Twitter going crazy over the weekend. Don't want to support that cat. I, I told you I've canceled Kanye, and I have. Why you look at me like that?
4: Okay, no, I'm, I'm hearing you. And R. Kelly. Yep.
1: That's it.
4: Who's next? We're
1: gonna talk about that inside the seven series. But let's go to the phones real fast before we jump into this. Fahima. Give me your height, your color, and your hood, Fahima.
6: I'm still sick. I'm Carmel Brown, and I'm in Washington, D.C. by way of Harlem.
1: D.C. Just chicken very, in. Drop that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on your mind tonight?
6: Just very briefly, I called in to answer your call for where you can get a deep fried Cajun chicken. Um, turkey. Now, I don't know. It may be too late. But um, I sent, you, in fact, I DM'd the information to you, and it's not a secret. And I've, I've had it in the past when they first started. They're delivering for the first time this year. Popeyes actually has deep fried turkey, and it's absolutely delicious. Popeyes? Have, yes, Popeyes. They do, you, they do pre orders, and there was an article in Fortune magazine telling you that they deliver for the first time this year. I had it maybe about ten years ago for the first time. And they do occasion deep fried turkey. So what I would encourage you to do um, is take a look at the article and go buy Popeyes tonight and see if it's not too late to put an order in for. Because you have to order it ahead of time.
1: Well, I'm looking at it right okay. now. Your article that you sent to us, and I'm trying to give my money to us. I'm trying not to give it to the white people for Thanksgiving, but uh, is that all? Well,
6: I, 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 well, if there's any consolation, Megan the Stallion owns. A Popeye. Yeah, he that's may what not own the one in L.A. It, it's a franchise. It's a and franchise. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the one that's in Flosson is a, a black-owned. But but it may or may not be too late. I don't know. But you have to put in the order for
1: it. I swear to God, I'm going today right after work. I'm going to stop by and see what's okay.
6: up. Okay, does that mean you're going to love me forever, like you said, if you come <laughs> with information? First of all, okay.
1: I, I already love you forever. What are you talking okay. about?
6: Okay, last thing, I also DM'd you and Robin a story on that's not necessarily on a brighter note but um the representative from colorado was on democracy now talking about the shooting and it's saying that the guy i'm not going to call his name but the guy who was responsible is connected to california Um uh, i'm not going to call the guy's name but um his father i believe was connected to uh january 5th because we don't want to put the names out of these people who've done these horrendous things but i sent you a clip because Representative Leslie Harris, who is from Colorado, she was on Democracy Now! Um, today, and I sent that clip to you, and, Robin, and that's not necessarily on a, on a good note. But it just speaks volumes to the fact that we have to be careful with our rhetoric, because people will use rhetoric. To go out and do exactly what this guy
1: did. I was considering making this the topic of conversation today, but because it's Thanksgiving week, I'm trying to keep it positive for the most part, but we will definitely delve into it. I saw Lauren Bobert on Twitter giving her thoughts and prayers, and AOC checked her pretty quickly, which I thought was beautiful. We almost did that show today, but uh, probably next week. But I appreciate the info. I'll okay. use it for sure.
6: All right, then. And yep. I hope it's not too late for you to get that Popeye's defried. It's it's worth it. It's absolutely delicious.
1: Um, we shall see. See, if it's bad, I'm going to have to blast you. You know that, right? Now you're on the record.
6: <laughs> All right. Can, Thanks talking. for you, Oh, we'll listen, go. I am going to go see Emancipation. I'm going to see it. I definitely will see the Will Smith film. I'm looking forward to it because it's based on a true story.
1: That's exactly right. So am I. Have a good one, okay? Okay. Andy, let's go. Jump into the 7th Series. Let's get it. Come on. One
0: topic, seven answers. Seven answers. It's time for the 7th series. series on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: We've got a lot to talk about. Talk Look, I about. cancel us on occasion, but my list is really short. My criteria for receiving grace from me is to show remorse and remedy your issues. But there are a few black people out there that are making it really tough to turn a blind eye. My, my quick trigger finger. You know, I can cancel at <laughs> it any time. It's, it's shivering and shimmering right now. Look at it. Look, YouTube, look. <laughs> so my seven series today is seven black people that continue to beg for my cancellation. You want to jump into the discussion? You know how you put it down for the town. one 800 one 800 Seven black people that continue to beg for my cancellation. Number one, Candace Owens. Come on, man. <laughs> Do I even need to break it down? But I will. Her shenanigans with Kanye were just the tip of the iceberg with her betrayal of our people. Not only is she constantly spewing rhetoric that damages the culture, but she's doing it with a white man on her arm, which seemingly makes it worse. And the lies about the death of George Floyd warrant the cancellation on its own. And that is why she is the first person that continues to beg
4: for my cancel.
1: <laughs> she- Danny, please cancel me. <laughs> what do you think? Mm
4: hmm. I get it. Listen, um, but does she get any points now that she's uh, sort of retracted her support for Donald Trump? But that's only because Trump dissed her. Okay. It has none- nothing to do with us. Nonetheless, does she get any credit for that? No. no. Not so much? Okay.
1: Great. No. <laughs> Real quick, too. Because she has a white man on her arm, do you mm-hmm. see her differently when she says she's advocating for black people?
4: Um... Because she says she's, av- well, it's she not. She claims her
1: rhetoric is advocating.
5: Yeah, for that's
4: e- that's exactly what she says, although it never comes off that way. It's not necessarily because she's on, she's got a, a white man on her arm. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily view that, but um, definitely because what she says and what she does, uh, they, they often conflict in my opinion. So mm. yeah, no, it, but it doesn't. It you doesn't. are so
1: right. Like it shouldn't, but because of what she says, it makes it somehow true. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is conflicting.
4: Yeah, I I often feel that way when she speaks. Isn't that weird? Whatever she talks about. What
1: if she had a black man on her own? I think she would get more grace.
4: Hmm. From other people. Yeah, from yeah. us. Hmm. You think so? No.
1: If Dr. Umar was married to Candace Owens, would she have more grace from us?
4: No, no, no. I don't think so. I mean, what she says, I mean, it, she can stand on her own two feet without... It doesn't matter who she's attached to. I think that that's what we're looking at, and as a, as a matter of fact... I hadn't even I knew Candace was married to a white man. I knew that she had a biracial child and all of that or children now. Um, but I never paid any any attention to that because she's sort of big all on her own. Mm. And so I never I never paid much attention to it at all.
1: She's your next uh, Republican nominee in 2028.
4: That's what they say.
1: I'm telling you, y'all think I'm playing. Or, or VP.
4: No, that's what they say.
1: Number two, Jason Whitlock. Look, some of our people know how to stay in the headlines. Jason Whitlock is one of them cats. He never has an original take, but he takes it upon himself to attack black celebrities in much the same way Candace Owens does. His fascination and focus on putting down LeBron James has gotten nauseating. And his takes just don't add substance to us as a people. And that's why he is the second person that continues to beg (laughs) for my cancellation.
4: Let me ask you a question about that.
1: Please do. I'll tell you on the other side.
4: (laughs) Are there any, uh, under any circumstances, are people able to go against the grain? And just because they are black people or, um, you know, just us as a community. Now, listen, I feel you on this. But I'm just saying, are there any uh, circumstances under which you could come at you know, LeBron and whomever else, all these other celebrities.
1: one 800 1580 one 800 I will answer her question on the other side. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. State-
0: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. To nighttime. Like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580.
1: We'll continue the 7 Series in a second, but uh, Robin asked me a question a few minutes ago, asking me, is it okay when I'm, let me paraphrase, when black celebrities criticize other black celebrities? Sure.
4: What's... You can say it that way.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And when one of us steps out of line, they probably look at the regular people, us regular folk, mm-hmm. us laymen, as people they don't have to listen to. Like Kanye said that one time, remember he was like, if you ain't no billionaire, I ain't got to listen yeah. to you. yeah. I think there's a lot of celebrities think, how can somebody... That's making $40,000 a year. Give me advice on anything. Mm. So when those people, when the top 1% mm-hmm. are telling each other about the 1%, I go, okay. Oh, cool. So listen to him.
4: Yeah. As long as okay. it's
1: not vitriolic and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And like I said, iron sharpens iron. Okay. You agree?
4: Yeah. I hear that. And I, I agree with that point. So yeah, that was my, my question just to see, are there are there any circumstances under which we can really go at black people? Is it, I mean, as long as it's uh, in love, right, and it's holding them accountable only to make them better. So maybe the intention behind it, mm-hmm. not necessarily just because, um, I don't know, you just don't understand the, the the vantage point of a black person being black. So um, I agree with, with what you said. Though.
1: And, and to piggyback on top of that, it takes me back to the Oscars slap. Remember in the commercial mm-hmm. break, Denzel.
4: Absolutely. Tyler Perry. Perry, Grabbed that cat. Took him over
1: in the corner. He didn't do it right in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. He took him over to the corner Mm -hmm. and said, you can't do this right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is not the time. Yeah. That's iron sharpens iron. Yeah, for sure. Seven people or groups that continue to beg for my cancellation. Number three, Nicki Minaj. Gosh. (laughs) She's the greatest female rapper of all time, Robin. Easily. Hands down. Mm -hmm. But boy, has she become the pettiest It seems like practically every month, Nikki's on social media in a bickering match with somebody. Mm -hmm. I believe the unnecessary rants are slowly chipping away at her legacy. Somebody please tell Nikki that she is the GOAT. Please tell her. And she needs to calm down from the nonsense. That's why she's the third person that continues to beg
4: mm-hmm. for my cancellation. I wish Nicki Minaj were more like Beyonce. Mm. You know, um, you cannot get a hold of Beyonce. You don't know where she is. You don't know when she'll pop up. She's hardly ever on social media. She's very quiet. She doesn't no
1: interviews either. She huh? doesn't do
4: any interviews anymore. Hardly ever. She stopped that a long time ago. So it's almost like um when she when she does appear, it's like a, a rare sighting. Sort of like that true star, those superstars from back in the day, Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. and the you know, Elvis Presley's and, you know, whomever else, the Beatles. I mean, obviously they didn't have social media, but I'm just saying the the fact that they were um it was just so hard to catch them with Nicki Minaj being so accessible and always hearing what she's gotta say. It's almost like just let your talent speak for itself. Mm. Hold that personality. I mean She has this nice nasty thing going on that I've always said. Um, So I really enjoy her as an artist, but her as a as just as a personality, so to speak, because she has a podcast now. She's Mm. always going hard on the podcast.
1: Queen radio.
4: Yeah. And it just bothers me. So I agree with that, that the the concept of it chipping away at her legacy. Unfortunately,
1: father time is undefeated. I think she's thinking about that. She's thinking about these new rappers that are coming up, you know? Lotto getting that Grammy nomination. Maybe just to
4: stay relevant? I don't know.
1: Uh, Let's jump back in. Here's number four, Monique. Some of y'all love her. (laughs) Some of y'all hate her. I'm indifferent, but the crap that she went through with KBLA's own DL Hugely left a bad taste in my mouth. She loves to get on social media and rant about how much she loves her babies meaning black people, but I'm praying that this new Netflix special allows her to finally feel some sort of redemption and move the cultural ball forward. That is why she is the fourth person that continues to beg for my
4: cancellation. Mm. The one thing I'll give Monique, though, is that I I don't feel like she's afraid to admit when she's wrong. I think she will step up to the plate and say, you know my bad. I'm sorry. I was wrong for that. She has in the past. The
1: D.L. Hughley thing. I don't think she's officially done that.
4: I don't know about the D.L. Hughley thing. I'm just saying and maybe she just doesn't view her stance as being wrong there. I'm just talking more so about her. It takes a lot for a person um, who is with a name, with any sort of fame, any sort of acclaim. It takes a lot for a person like that to step up and say I was wrong in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And so um, now... There are some. There are some things that she puts her nose in that I'm like, Monique, just chill out. Just, just stay. This this, this. this. This is not you. You don't got. You don't have to uh, be a part of this. But, um. But you know, that's one thing I'll give her props for. Mm,
1: well said. Here's number five. Apologists for anti-Semitism. Yeah, this ain't no celebrity. This is a group of people. Us a lot of the time. The Holocaust happened. Period. The Holocaust took place, y'all. Full stop. Those of us that are out here singing the praises of that documentary deserve the conversation and a number of Jewish influencers have even come out and recently said as much. Uh, But we don't need to tear down a segment of the population to build up our own. We don't need to rewrite other people's history while we put the pieces together of what ours truly consists of. We're better than that, Joe. And that is why they are the fifth group of people that continue to beg for my cancellation.
4: You know where I stand on it.
1: Yeah, we ain't got time to jump so.
4: <laughs> Here's number six
5: mm-hmm.
1: Trey Songs. <laughs> Look, I believe everyone deserves a fair trial. All right? You are innocent until proven guilty. Everybody but Trigger Trey has found himself accused of sexual assault by a number of women and a new woman's allegation surfaced just a few days ago which finds him facing assault charges for allegedly repeatedly punching a woman at a New York City bowling alley and dragging her by her hair. Kiki Palmer tried to warn us years ago and we poo-pooed at the accusation as simply being hearsay but it's starting to reach critical mass, y'all. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And that is why he is the sixth person that continues to beg for my cancellation.
5: Mm. Mm -mm
1: -mm. No opinion
4: on trick or treat? No, I I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Where they're continuously... You know, it's flaming. We see the the the, the 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 little smoke. It was gray at first, and then it turns black. You're like, no, no, no. It really is a fire. I mean, yeah. I think it's just a matter of time. You know how we kept hearing these things about R. Kelly? Mm.
5: It was bubbling on the low
4: for some time. We were like, I think, but I heard, and maybe it's a rumor. Mm. That's kind of what it is like with Trey right now. And, you know, I don't want to say anything against his character. I don't know the guy. I've never even met the guy. But something is going on over there.
1: Well, we've seen video proof of him doing it. You've seen that one video when he pretty much grabs the girl right on video. I was like, yo, that's, that's aggressive.
4: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, a little aggressive. But um, some of these other allegations, I mean, we don't have proof right now. But,
1: mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> And here's number seven. Uh, the Donnie Downers and the Negative Nancys in the black community. Yeah, we're killing each other too frequently. Yeah, we should patronize black-owned businesses. Yeah, we should vote. Yeah, we need to con- reconstruct the black family. Yeah, we need criminal justice reform. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I know. But Black Twitter has become a cesspool lately, man. What happened in the tweets and messages of people, what happened to those people that used to tweet messages of of solutions to our problems? What happened to us fighting for more tangible and forward-thinking formula instead of uh, being so negative all the time? Our black blogs have got to do a better job balancing the positive news with the negative. One scroll down the Shade Room page every day will have you thinking that the world is on on the brink of Armageddon or something. We are better than this, y'all, and I challenge us to raise the bar in twenty twenty three. And that is why they are the seventh and final people that continue to beg for my cancellation.
5: Mm.
1: You're like you go to Shade Room every day.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you feel when you get off of it?
4: I don't let it bother me like that. It's... i can't i can't i'm pretty well balanced i don't i don't get engulfed in that i mean i just have a certain mindset towards uh watching any sort of news outlet
1: you're good at breaking away too yeah i have to You got your babies you got your husband you know you got i have to i'm trying <laughs> i'm too immersed in this whole thing you'll get there i'm working on it News and traffic right now. When we come forward, we got a bomb, raw report on the other side, one 800 920 1580 Danny Morrison show, KBLA Talk 1580. We have got a lot to talk about, you heard? KBLA
0: 1580 Santa Monica.
1: You were checking out the Danny Morrison show in Badonami versus everybody. KBLA Talk 1580. Wow. For those who haven't seen that video, that is a It's a blatant rip-off of Smooth criminal and a little bit of the way you make me feel at the mm, same time.
4: Yeah, a little bit. But it's... It's fire.
1: fire. <laughs> you can't deny it's fire. <laughs> Y'all know what else is fire? <laughs> the
0: Raw Report. Check this out. Let's go. You ready?
4: <laughs> Come on. It's the Queen of
5: Royal bags
0: It's time for The Rob Report with Robin Ayers. Ayers. Highlighting people and things you should know about. From entrepreneurs and entertainers to money and meditation. Robin's got you covered. Get out of here. Follow Robin at Robin Ayers. (laughs) You're listening to The Rob Report on the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin's got a lot to talk about.
4: Like you said, Danny, there uh, was the AMAs last night. And when I tell you people are mad, this is probably the biggest talk of the American Music Awards. You know, it's, it's music to me. It's music's biggest night, right? Mm-hmm. And Chris Brown just a few days ago had gone on to social media telling everybody this would have been my performance. He showed the video of him performing with it was great. The performances, the the dancers that he had with him um, performing his uh, "Under the Influence" song, but then it transitioned into a tribute for Michael Jackson. Mm. And do you remember 10 years uh, or when he did the, uh, I guess it was 2010, when he did the uh, tribute to Michael Jackson for BET Awards? Absolutely. He shut it down. And I think so many people look forward to Chris Brown. Who else is going to do it? I people are going to say Usher, but Usher is not moving like Chris Brown still to this day. All right. He's proven <laughs> it with his residency in Las Vegas. But no, no, no. We ain't hating. We ain't hating. We still love Usher. We still, love Usher. we still love Usher. Um, But Chris Brown, people look forward to him, you know, doing stuff for for Michael Jackson. And unfortunately, he said that they canceled his performance for reasons unknown, you know, and he basically sent the entire Internet in an uproar. Um, People, everybody was just starting to talk about how wrong it was. And not only that, they were they were sort of like coming at it from the angle of this is black people, black music. Be careful. If if he's doing it to Chris Brown, he could do it to anybody. Facts. Uh, the game he went on on online. He's always dropping nuggets. I don't know if you follow the game or not. Okay. I don't follow him, but I love when he talks about nuggets. Certain... He does drop nuggets. You think so? I think he drops nuggets. I love the
5: game. It may nuggets. be
4: hood. It may come out a little hood, which I love. You know, I love I love a good hood nugget. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the game. He said <laughs>
5: hood nuggets. Yeah,
4: I love hood nuggets. He said when they pulled Chris Brown's performance from the AMAs all hip-hop and R&B artists should have declined, too. He said, but we'll never be that unified, and that's why they keep and will always use us, suck the culture dry, and disrespect us in our faces and behind our backs.
1: The Kyrie argument, once again.
4: It is it is basically coming up again, right? That we should all like, exactly like they said, we should have all backed Kyrie, mm-hmm. you know? Um. So Chris... Uh, the game is saying that about Chris Brown that don't you believe that to be true though like once you see some something being unfairly done to one of your own that's a community that belongs to them they're all in the music industry that they all should have stood up maybe and declined to go
1: well there is precedence here you know that right such as back in 19 I'm trying to think what year it was 89 Mm -hmm. Mm, when was parents just don't understand I think it was 89 Mm -hmm. Uh, they won the first Grammy the first hip-hop granny,
4: mm-hmm, but they did. wouldn't
1: let them perform live on the show. Right. All of the hip-hop generation said, then we're not going, and mm. they didn't. And they did their own show, their own concert at a at a isolated venue somewhere. Yeah.
4: Well, I think that's why some of these other award shows have popped up and maybe not done too well, but the, we, we, we sort of get what's behind it. And even if it's not going to start your own thing, it's just saying, I'm not going. Mm. I'm not attending. I think that's what the game is saying. Um, but, you know, the night went on. <laughs> the night went on. And I'm sure
1: the ratings were putrid, though.
4: I don't know, because I surely didn't watch. I thought
1: last year was the lowest of all time. Was right? it really? I believe so. Yeah. There's no way it was higher than that.
4: I'm not too sure. Um, you know, people are just happy to kind of get back out there uh, in these award streets just because of COVID. It shut everything down for a while. But, you know, Chris Brown did win. And, and Black Twitter was, like, not having it. They're like, how are you going to let this man win? He won for a favorite male, male R&B artist. You going to let Chris Brown win, but he can't perform at the AMAs?
1: No disrespect to Chris Brown. If it ain't Chris Brown, who else going to get that award? I would love to see who was in that category
4: we going to find it for you because, uh, who, yeah.
1: Who else is going to get best R&B artist in 2022 that ain't named Breezy?
4: Okay, so basically you're saying nobody else could uh, even step to Chris He's like the that.
1: only one at least what mainstream pays attention to that's still making R&B music right now.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, there there is no denying it. Um, Chris Brown is, is literally that guy. I'm waiting personally for the AMAs to make a statement or and say, like, what that was about. It could be something that was valid. You know, I don't want to jump to conclusions and just be like, they're canceled just because they they canceled his performance. But uh, maybe it was something valid. Maybe they just decided to not, uh, you know, play the the, the tribute or whatever or have him perform.
1: But, Robin, this is what bothers me about us sometimes. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you there's a story attached. I guarantee you something happened between the superiors of the AMA and with Chris Brown. That he ain't telling us.
4: Maybe. What
1: if it was in an argument where he disrespected somebody, mm. threatened some who know? I'm not saying he did. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, what if something like that happened, but we don't know? They're not talking and he won't tell us. Yeah. And we're attacking the AMAs and we don't know the whole story.
4: That could be true, but for he I don't know Chris Brown to have, you know, to go and back down from anything. Chris Brown, he 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 almost feels like nothing can uh he's he's almost invincible in that sense, that nothing can hold him back. Um he doesn't feel like he's uh he, he owes anyone anything. So I feel like if he knew the reason, he would have told us the reason. Mm. He quoted reasons unknown. So I'm not I'm not sure, but what I do know is that interestingly enough, when he won the awards, Kelly Rowland accepted the uh the, the um the award on his behalf and what's interesting is people started booing him and I don't know if they were booing him because he didn't show up or whatever but let's listen to what uh, Kelly Rowland had to say she had to get get these people together real quick Chris Brown Chris Brown is not here tonight so I'm accepting this award on his behalf excuse me chill out But I want to tell Chris, thank you so much for making great R&B music. And I want to tell him, thank you for being an incredible performer. I'll take this award, bring it to you. I love you. Congratulations. And congratulations to all the nominees in this category. Well, that was cool.
1: There is a divide still that exists within the black community when it comes to Chris Brown.
4: Do you think his past is still uh, haunting him?
1: I know people, usually older people, that can't stand it. They still got the Rihanna incident in their mind. A lot of us have moved yeah. on, myself included. Yeah. I, you can't hold that against that cat for the rest of his career. And he's been pretty clean from from that moment on. Yeah. But there's some people that still just cannot stand that cat.
4: Now, I don't know if any of those people were at the AMAs, though. The people who are still holding something against him. So I don't know who was booing him. I don't know if... Can you mistake being booed?
1: Could they have been booing the Academy? The Academy. Oh, that,
4: Yeah. The, uh, the, the No, the, American Music Awards.
1: What do, you, what do you call the Academy that oh, well, does the voting?
4: The, oh, the, oh, I see.
1: Well, the industry does the voting. What do you call the... Mm,
4: just the AMAs. Those people. <laughs> <laughs> the AMAs. The people who do, do the AMAs. Could they have Could been booing That is a good point. Nonetheless, Kelly Rowland was like, listen, I, I, not on my watch. So she, she shushed them. You don't like that? I just... I need to know because you, your face is looking. You know, I love
1: Kelly Rowland. I know what he's about like, to say. It. You're doing too much. I just get, get the award. You'll accept the award on his behalf. <laughs> You're doing too much. We don't know the story. I always say, guys, let's take a step back. Two, three days, let's take a step back and we'll find out what happened. Then we will react accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then we wind up with egg on our faces. We always do. We did it with Kanye a thousand times. Mm-hmm. We go, oh, y'all better leave Kanye. And then we we find out what he did and we go, okay that's not good that he did that Mm -hmm.
4: you're right there is always another side of the story i'm not sure that i think kelly Rowland was right for shushing the people i think she got them together i thought that was that was pretty cool and i love that she showed him love publicly as well so anyway congratulations to chris brown even though we're not going to see the performance maybe we'll see it again like in the near future bt awards or something like that maybe we'll see One of those performances. That's a great idea, Robert. It would be great if BET is smart. (laughs) It would be great if they gave him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Show us how we really gather around our people, right? Mm. Um, But when we come forward, I have this very interesting clip that I want to play for you. um, Talking about Gabrielle Union, which I really like her. I really like her now. I think a lot of people have come a full circle, but uh, we'll talk about her in her past when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there.
0: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: And you a smack dab inside the Raw Report. Let's continue, queen.
4: Uh, Yeah, I came across something very, very interesting. Uh, wonder if you'll feel the same way. Um, a lot of people used to look at Gabrielle Union as one of those nice, nasty people we talked about. Mm. And I only know this because I read the comments and I see what everybody says, right? They hate um, her. They used to hate <laughs> her. And what's interesting is I felt similarly. I said there's something that she's dealing with from her past. Like, you know, that high school type of thing. There's something there that I'm not sure what it is. But she's always sort of, like, exuded this, this this like, nasty little behavior She's admitted in several uh, of her interviews that th- there was a problem. She used to hate on black girls. She, really? used to, she yeah, said that? Yeah. She said, yeah, there was a, a, a great, I'll find it at one point, there was a great conversation she had with Oprah. I think Viola Davis was there and a, a, some more powerful black women. But she was saying how um, she felt like the only way for her to get ahead was to sort of step on, you know, um, these other black women or um, maybe talk bad about them or whatever it was. So she's clear about the issues that she had. However, I don't know when the change happened. I like it, though. But something happened. Maybe it was her becoming a mother. Maybe it was her becoming a wife. Maybe it was her, you know, uh, becoming more exposed or just becoming more comfortable in her skin. Mm -hmm. But she's talking uh, in her new... She's promoting a new film that she's in called The Inspection. And during this interview, she talks about some of the issues that she used to have. One of them included hiding her blackness i know sounds interesting right well let's listen to this clip and um you'll see exactly what i'm talking about how she used to hide her blackness and why let's listen to it
5: oh i was black i'm like girl they knew you were black
4: (laughs) but i literally (laughs) hid my lip you know what i mean like that like as 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 illogical and, and silly and stupid as that is I tried to minimize my blackness i tried to constantly be shape-shifting that dual consciousness i had a multiple personalities i was trying to constantly you know change who i was depending on the room if i thought it was going to get me this far ahead Mm. um Mm. all the things that you do for a man all the things that you do for jesus all the things that you do for whoever you think that is going to deem you worthy deem you good enough deem you worthy of all the opportunities and life riches you'll do anything you will barter with anything and for some of us that's children um, and for me it was my soul many times. So mm. she used to hide her top lip. Mm. She would conceal her top lip when she smiled to hide her blackness.
5: Mm.
4: Is that not one of the craziest or sad and and, and actually when I think back, she used I, I used to always think Gabrielle was beautiful, like stunningly beautiful, but she had a weird smile. Right, right. It it felt weird. Right. I was just like it's weird. I don't know how to describe it, but now I know what that was. She used to hide her, her lip to to sort of, I guess, maybe appease other people. Maybe she thought like the white people so she can get more jobs or be seen as beautiful or whatever the case is. Um, it's kind of interesting. I don't, I've don't. i never done that or known anybody to do that. Do you think
1: that her role in she was in those Bring It On movies, right? Yeah. You think her role in that was autobiographical?
4: Thank interesting. You. Thank cool.
1: you, Andy. I, thank well,
4: you. Does Andy agrees. think so too? He agrees.
1: Do you think so? You think that she took that role too close to heart?
4: Like what? Like break that down for me.
1: She's a mean girl in that movie. Mm. Really, really mean, really aggressive. Mm -hmm. And she played it to a T.
4: So that's not acting.
1: Maybe it's acting come
4: to life. Maybe it, well maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why she did so well when it came to those roles.
1: And most of those roles that she did know that she's aggressive for the most part. I think in being there she's a loving person
4: uh yeah but yeah. even
1: remember in bad boys 2 she was the sister right
4: she's a she's a jerk most of that movie that remember um eva what is it eva eva wait what is it deliver us from Eva! deliver us from eva Andy, you are the man, I, swear to God. I just want to
7: say that video solidified the reason why i always had like this somewhat hatred towards gabrielle union she what just, video the, the the one that robin just played the oh, clip. I the clip. Okay. And it's just she always had like her nose in the air, mm-hmm. kind of stuck up. And then you I mean, you just you enlightened us with with the with the movie roles.
1: I'm telling you, man, she's just really good at it. She seems like a natural when she does it. But you know what? I love growth
4: though. I love I love growth and I love when sh- you can be when you can do that in public too cuz that's not easy to do. Mm. But when you start becoming more vulnerable, you start letting your true self, you know, shine. And I tell you the moment that did it for me, yeah, it's personal. Yeah, it's personal. Do I tell you I'm telling you tell you what it is. Is this story time with Robin Ayers? It's story time. I've told it before, but it is story time with Robin. Robin Ayers. Look okay, everybody pull up a chair or you know. <laughs> Get your blanket. Get your blanket. Where's the popcorn? Get your binky. <laughs> it's story time
3: with Robin. Story Ayers.
4: time with Robin Ayers. Um she had done this year she had done a movie um d- Cheaper by the dozens, mm. right? By the dozen. It was a remake of course, Disney's uh remake of that film and it was um she was in an interracial relationship. They had biracial uh, children. Mm-hmm. It was very different, um, and so it was exciting just to see that they were doing something a little bit different. Anyway, well, anyway, I did cover the red carpet for that. I was talking to everybody, and Gabrielle was the 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 big ticket right on on the carpet. So everybody, of course, you needed to talk to Gabrielle in order to make sure that your entire night was made mm-hmm. uh, as. From a standpoint of being a, um, a a correspondent on the carpet, well, anyway, I was talking to somebody, and one of the worst things in the world to happen when you're on the carpet—I swear this is—I used to do this. Now I, I I only did it one time before I checked myself because I was like, Robin, what did you just do? <laughs> I was at the Soul Train Awards. Pa- pause the the cheaper by the dozen for a second. Pause that. Right. About seven eight years ago, I was on a carpet somewhere, I think the Soul Train Awards, and I was uh, talking to someone who. One could say is not as high on the ranking because I don't believe in turning people down. You got a name drop. Why are you going to do that to us? Well, I'm not going to say who it was. No, that I, mean, I did not I'm not going to talk. I ain't going to do them like that. You no, no. You can't do these people like that. I don't turn people down on the carpet. It's part of my issue, right? I turn. I talk to everybody because you never know. Like, number one, you showed up on this carpet for a reason. You want to have your moment. These people's publicists are standing by to take pictures of their client talking to the media. I'm not going to uh, not talk to you. I'm going to give you your moment. Okay, you, know? you, you
1: got you to gotta take us to the process. You can't just dance on that. We want to know how. Somebody's coming yeah. and you couldn't care less who they are. But right behind them is Denzel Washington. Yes!
4: It's happened!
1: Tell me how you what do you do? I'm
4: telling you. Okay, so I'm talking to someone that is not of like a name worthy for, for the sake of what I was doing for okay. the internet or the outlet that I was uh, interviewing for. Some other person is walking by that I don't necessarily know in person, but I knew their people. And I yelled, I said, as I'm talking to this person, I I basically yelled over them. I said, hey, like, I can't believe I did it. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I did it. I did it. Because I didn't want them to leave. That's their one, your one opportunity to grab that person. And I'm sitting here talking to this person. Now that's really wrong. It's really wrong. And it was very embarrassing, but I did it.
1: Is that person considered a celebrity? Which one? The the one that you ignored.
4: Ah, uh, well, we. I was talking to them. I was talking to this person. They're 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 known culturally. Okay. They're known culturally. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. It's just that I wanted to talk to this other person. I didn't want them to leave the carpet until I had an opportunity to talk to so them. So why
1: couldn't you say? Don't you move? I gotta get that interview, but I still want to finish up with you.
4: You can't do that. Why can't you do that? You can't do that. There's an etiquette. What I've learned now is that uh, number one, people aren't leaving the carpet; they're just going over people. They're, they'll come back. They'll tell, and, and then you grab their publicist and you say, "Can I get such and such?" Um, but you never ignore the person that you're with, or you never put them on hold because this is a moment that is that is they they deem worthy. Like all of us, we should we should. Care about them and value them just as much. Okay, so let me move on with this story before
1: okay. we go it's <laughs> this all good. Traffic. You're so great at telling stories. Go ahead. Okay,
4: so now fast forward. I'm at the um, at the uh, cheaper by the dozen uh, red carpet. Gabrielle is basically moving along, and that moment is playing in my head. I'm like, if I don't grab her, mm-hmm. she's gonna leave, right? But I I I learned my lesson. I'm not gonna stop who I'm talking to to yell at Gabrielle or her publicist to get her to come. I'm not, I can't do that. So if I miss her, I have I have to miss her. But I I saw her publicist as I'm talking, and I sort of looked at the publicist and gave them an eye, like I, I need Gabrielle. She brings Gabrielle over to me. And Gabrielle stands there and waits for me to finish wow. my interview with this person. Wow! It was the most kind thing, and she, when I looked at her, she, she she gave me the look like I got you, sis. Wow! It was that 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 black girl moment. Yeah. Where
1: was what, the was the almost famous person? <laughs> Were they white? Were they black? What color?
4: Uh, the person who I was talking to, I don't even remember who I was talking to.
1: Dang, that's cold. <laughs>
4: <laughs> dang Danny. i don't remember who i was talking dang. to because we uh, we know the r- the real moment was talking to gabrielle right yeah. um they're all great moments but um she stood there and waited because she understood that no matter who you are especially as a black journalist you're on the carpet we've mm. so many times had the big a-list ce- a- a- celebrities bypass us talking to the big wigs and mm-hmm. then they completely leave us behind or or um to talk to last or not at all. Mm. So she didn't do that with me. She stayed right there. And um, I was like, you know what? In that moment, this sounds crazy, but in that moment, I had already seen growth from her, but she really showed me that, like, she's grown a lot just at her as a person.
1: Mm. So I really
4: appreciated that, and it made me like her even more.
1: Thank you for telling us that story, because I think there's a lot of people can't stand her, but when they hear anecdotal stories like yeah. that.
4: Yeah, it's important.
1: It's like she's not a bad person. Yeah. I'm waiting on that from Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm waiting on that from Kyrie too, y'all. I'm waiting on people to find that kind of growth and say, look, I'm just trying to learn just like you guys.
4: Absolutely. So that's my Gabrielle Union store. She used to hide her lip, but she don't do it no more. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, when we come forward, we will definitely uh, talk about the question of the day for Danny, who's excited about that. Let go, let go, let go. (laughs) You're still inside the Raw Report. It's KVLA Talk 1580.
0: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KVLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580
1: versus everybody who will return on Monday. We will all go live on Monday, uh, but we are in here in this time slot today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Oh, and yeah. right now,
4: you are smack dab inside it's the Rob report. report.
1: Let's continue. Let's go.
4: First of all, shout out to Andy. Andy Ooh. is, woo! That one felt good right there. That felt good. Uh, before we get into the question of the day, though, I did come across the American Music Awards production company. They finally responded hmm. uh, after they received, of course, a ton of backlash for cutting. Chris Brown's Michael Jackson tribute. They said in their statement on Monday in a statement to E.T., uh, a DCP spokesperson clarified that the tribute being pulled was a matter of creative direction and no fault of Brown's. Live show changes, it says live shows change all the time. It's the nature of this business, unfortunately. This element of the AMAs didn't come together as we we couldn't align on the performance to no fault of Chris Brown, the statement read.
1: That's the cop out, okay, you think so now y'all can attack' him.
4: <laughs> okay, so you don't you feel response. like okay it it still doesn't make any sense, um you know w- how did they initially have him ask him you know to perform, and then he obviously had to be within that time frame that from when he was when he was told that he was gonna perform to when they canceled it. it had been a while he had full dancers, a full routine, he was performing at some sort of you know like you know hall, dance, you know, rehearsal hall, um, For only for him to be told that it's not in alignment. I mm. mean, this is the, the creative, you know, element, I guess. It's just interesting. So um, anyway, but what can we say? It's, it's come and it's gone. And
1: I've been a student of these award shows for practically my entire life. As a matter of fact, I've been obsessed with them my entire life. Mm-hmm. I have never seen someone previously announced as mm-hmm. a performer yanked. I've never seen it. I don't
4: it? know. I, I've not, but I don't know that they had publicly announced that he was going to be performing. It is true. We only heard it from him. We only heard it from him. That's the only reason we knew that it was going to happen in the first place, to my knowledge. But um, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm hoping is that what we said before, hopefully the BT Awards or someone um, can acknowledge that it was going to be a fire performance and that they still have him come on.
1: The Zeus app.
4: The, no, uh, <laughs> you know the the Zeus Ze- awards no. are coming. You know
1: them awards is coming.
4: They can't. They they can't afford to bring Chris Brown on. Not at this time. <laughs>
1: Man, Zeus, we, we're gonna do a show on Zeus pretty soon. Come,
4: listen, I, I I know the people. If you want to get some real good, if you want to make it real good, we'll have them come on and and really talk about some things. I think
1: that app is a problem. I think that content is a problem. But hey, so they're they're obviously getting some some listeners and some watchers. Oh,
4: tons! Well. I mean, they are they're, they're they, they are they are. They're making a lot of money. They're profiting a, a decent amount over there. Um, at what expense? At what expense is the question? But I will say this before I move on. Lemuel um, Plummer, who is the CEO of Zeus, has, uh, he, he's spoken about this extensively, about um, his views on, uh, on the, the type of shows that they put out. Something about the way that he answers these questions seems really good to me. I don't know why. Um,
1: Just give me balance, Robert. You know how I am. Yeah. I don't want anybody censored. Yeah. And that does serve a certain demographic in this country. Mm-hmm. Demographic of us. Mm-hmm. Give me
4: some balance. It though. is really, I will say, it's very, it's getting out of hand. I see all the things that they're bringing on. I think they did have a balance earlier on. And then, you know, something happened where maybe the Ratchet stuff was getting a little bit more play. Um, and that's sort of what they, they, they just went in the direction of what the audience was telling them to go. Um, I'm not for it. I don't even, I don't have a, um, I don't subscribe to it or anything like that. But uh, that would be a good, a good conversation. And I'll definitely try to get them on to talk about it.
1: That would be a blessing to have that conversation. Yeah, yes. so we awesome. can ta- hear
4: from the, the man himself as to, you know, th- what goes into the decisions behind putting these shows on air.
1: Not all money,
4: good money. That's what they say. Now, listen, question of the day. Danny, the question of the day is, uh, what is happening? This is not going to be a relationship. You were oh, you are so excited about it. Shoot. It's actually a little bit more serious. Okay. Um what's happening in our world what's happening with recession are we on the brink of a war what's happening that this woman has found emergency food inside of the store i'll go ahead and play it and then let you (laughs) let you decipher what's going on and tell me your thoughts as to do you think we should be getting emergency stuff is something on the horizon let's take a listen you
5: guys
6: make this make sense okay Why are they starting to sell emergency food packs? Okay? This is a sign that there is something going on. You understand me? Look at this. What does this say? Emergency food supply. Look at this. Stop playing. What the heck are they getting us? Are we supposed to be getting ready for? Okay? Look at this. Pancakes and. Look at this. They getting us prepared for something. I don't know what this is, but y'all, uh, we got to hold on. There's more.
4: It's a lot. Look at
5: this. Now, at this. I need
4: to know, what are your thoughts in the store. You don't, you, first of all, you don't look like you're buying anything, that something is on the horizon here.
1: There's an opportunist out there going, I got an idea. COVID got people scared.
4: Do you think that's what it is? That's all of it. Is.
1: Look, there's a lot of people that believe we're on the brink of Armageddon. There's mm-hmm, other be- mm-hmm. that believe we're on the brink of a race war. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other people that Putin is pushing things too far with mm-hmm. Ukraine, and that's going to cause World War III. There's all kind of conspiracy theorists out there. I believe there's an opportunist that said, people are pretty fragile right now. And all the stores were running out of all kind of food and supplies during COVID. I'm going to create a product that's going to make them buy my product just mm-hmm. from that fear alone. And it's working.
4: Okay, that's one take on it, um, but I'm very curious uh are you prepared for if i mean it could be a natural disaster it could I mean, we've learned that back in I think it was ninety three the ninety uh the ninety three I believe earthquakes Northridge earthquake. Um, where no one was expecting you weren't where you weren't close to here at the time where mm-hmm. we had this huge, it was, I think Northridge. Yeah. The Northridge earthquake. I think
1: it was a monster. As a matter of fact, I was working in the building industry. We sent some of our guys down here oh, to okay. help.
4: Yeah, it was. It was disastrous. I had things falling on me in our home. I had a a TV follow me. A mirror fell and broke on me. Like, it was just kind of crazy. But we learned that, you know, we weren't as prepared as what we thought, right? You know, you needed the water. You needed all kinds of, you know, just emergency things. And so, I guess maybe even if nothing is on the horizon, if nothing is about to come up, do you feel like we are Sleeping on the fact that we should be prepared. Oh, there's
1: no doubt we're sleeping. McNoma like said they've been saying that California going to break off into the ocean for fifty years. They've been I mean, saying it for a while. But if it does happen, I don't think the black community is prepared. We're not prepared for the next week, <laughs> so I yeah. know we're not prepared for the future.
4: So I, I did hear this one woman. She said we need to. Um, she's she was she's a preacher. She was like, I'm hearing in the spirit that we need to go get beans. She was like, just go get beans, 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 and rice. She said that well before Thanksgiving, but no, I think that we, so every time I go to the store, not every time I need to get better, but sometimes when I go to the store, I'll grab a couple of extra uh, cases of water or, you know, containers of water just to have like things. So this made me, if nothing else, it made me wake up. Mm. So, we need to wake up and be prepared if we do need to go get emergency food or something else. Agreed. When we come forward, we've got the motivation moment mm. that you've named it, Danny. I um, love it. And speaking of Denzel that you mentioned earlier, this one is going to come from him. So, uh, stay right there. It's a good one. Stay right there. It's KBLA Talk
0: 1580. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1880. Now back to more of The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Listen! You are listening to the Rob Report, Danny the Show, KBLA. What's going on with the motivational moment now? Huh?
4: Before I get into the motivational moment, I, I had to I had to think real quick. I met someone a long time ago who uh they spent their time at home. Just, when we were talking about preparing and being, you know, <laughs> ready for whatever. This person would take uh their time and and uh organize batteries, uh, you know, like anything you could possibly need, flashlights and like the things that you break open that's you know awesome. to, but it became obsessive sticks. it became obsessive like not just a, a, a pastime it was like obsessive that's what you do and I'm like oh you are ready for something so
1: you know I've been asked you do you believe World War 3 is coming will it come in your lifetime do you believe so
4: Lord knows I hope not Um I don't know I don't know but I but but I don't know if it's World War Three, but I believe that something will happen of some great magnitude while I'm still alive. Mm. Of some great magnitude that will cause us to be um, on the, uh, you know, um, to be ready, to be ready. Wow. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I don't know what it is, but I do believe that.
1: They've always said, "What if they uh, impacted our food supply?" Or our water supply. People think it's going to be nuclear warheads and yeah. such. What if they impacted our food supply?
4: Yeah, that which is the reason I have a cabinet full of beans, beans <laughs> and rice, beans, right? Potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> I have a cabinet full right now, uh, and I'll probably go back and get some more. Um, motivational moment today comes from, um, well, it, it's, it stemmed from the person who, you know, we've talked about many times on this show. Bishop T.D. Jakes, who mm-hmm. was having a, uh, I guess, a conference of some sort, and he had Denzel Washington on. As you can imagine, I'm sure the Denzel Washington portion of this interview was just amazing. He's always dropping, like, nuggets. Uh, some of my best inspirational videos that I've watched have come from Denzel. He's number two all time. So yours is e. it's E.T. Mm-hmm. and then Denzel for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's, uh, he's up there with uh, E.T., He's. I love what he says. His delivery is. Is sometimes is a lot. What? His delivery is. But you're a man. Okay. You can take it. I you mean, think it's a man thing. I think so. I think sometimes it causes for the hype, hype, hype. But sometimes it's like you know, just mellow. Just give it to me mellow. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm. I take it you agree.
7: <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little bit of intel. What? You know, Danny Moe. Yeah. I've had callers call before.
1: Oh no. I'm not
7: putting them out there or anything like that. Okay. But they love you, right? They love you and they love your content. Yeah but they feel sometimes your delivery could be a little bit too aggressive. But that's me. I, I understand that. <laughs> but 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 to Robin's point, you know, your delivery is just for some people they can't they can't stomach
1: that. Do you think that uh identify I identify better with men than women? Because the numbers say otherwise. So does my DMs.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Thirst trap Morrison. It? I'm myself. I'm just saying.
7: That was a good one. I have data. Hey, Danny Morrison, you oh. provide a nice, a nice balance.
4: A nice balance. Thank you. Very interesting. So yeah, it, it makes saying. it makes sense that you can identify with E.T. And I like the guy. I like the guy. I like what he stands for. I like his hustle. I like all of that stuff. But Denzel. The smoothness. Give me the smoothness. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to uh, the word, the motivation moment.
0: i put you on the spot. And I'll only ask you to do this because you do it every morning for your cast and your crew. I am going to ask you to close this. System. Let's bow our heads. Let's bow our heads.
8: Dear Father in heaven, we thank you. We know that to whom much is given, much is expected, much is required. And we know that you require from each and every one of us our undivided love for you. You are our beacon of light in this darkness. And we say thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. you not just for what you've done but what you are going to do what we can't see thank you for guiding our steps thank you for protecting us when we're getting here and and when we leave here today just thank you for all that you've done and i pray and i know that out there in this audience i just feel the people in this audience lord i feel them lord i feel them lord hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel them, Lord, and I know that it's, I know you want to touch them all. I pray that something we set up here touches them and, 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 and makes their relationship with you stronger, better, tighter. Yes, Lord. More loving. These things we ask in your son's name and we pray and we know, we know, we know and we thank you. Amen. Amen.
4: Sometimes, you know, the things that we feel here mm-hmm. on this show, mm-hmm. and every time we talk about often, you and I praying before we get on the mic mm-hmm. and um, delivering a message and just being used, you know, is really my prayer every single day. Mm um sometimes somebody can can say it so much more eloquently you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and so i appreciate that prayer that's that's to me the motivation but also he he mentioned um the scripture luke 12:48 to whom much is given much is, is is required and um i feel that way even with this like even with the mm-hmm. show even every time you and i come together yeah it's 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 fun we have a lot of fun we talk about so so many different things but um This has been given to us. To, to to hold, to protect, um, and to be responsible with. And so it requires, you know, mm-hmm. for us to stay prayed up, it requires for us to stay connected to um, not just God, but, you know, culture and just um, everything that's going on in the world to be responsible with how we bring it to the mic to let everybody know who is listening, who've, who've not, they've not watched The Shade Room, they've not opened up Yahoo or CNN, they've not mm-hmm. done any of that. But the first type of news that they hear It's going to be from us. Mm. So, you know, just that that part is required to know as much as we can to bring it appropriately and professionally and responsibly to the microphone.
1: That's right behind Denzel Washington with another word that's very well said. Yeah, I I can't tack on much to what you just said, but I'll only say that every single time I'm driving in, I'm talking to God like I'm talking to you right Mm. now every Mm. single night. And I understand the the power that we've been given in order to impact people that are listening to this broadcast. I understand the words that are coming out of our mouths aren't from us. They are from the man upstairs. And you mentioned the word responsibility. We understand that every time somebody listens to the show, I know they may be listening for the first time. I want them to be impacted. Whoever listens, I don't care if they listen every day or mm-hmm. listen one time, I understand it. The words that come out of my mouth are from God himself. And I pray when I come in here every single night, please, God, give me the, the fortitude. Give me the verbiage. Give mm-hmm. me the the focus to be able to say something that might impact somebody and potentially change their lives. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we laugh. We joke. We fart on the mic sometimes. You do. I don't. You do. Okay. Okay, I do. <laughs> But you know what? That little giggle that they give Mm -hmm. might be what they needed that day, too. Maybe they had a terrible day, and they go, man, they got me in here laughing right now. Yeah. So we might make you cry sometime. We're going to make you think all the time. Mm -hmm. We might make you laugh sometime. But I believe God knows he's got his hands on this show. And he says, I want to take these two into the into the future to make mm-hmm. sure that they have a show that impacts the community
4: yeah so. and, and i think it's evident by the the types of messages we receive mm. all the time text messages dms you know there are so many people who are in constant contact with us and they let us know how we affect them so i definitely appreciate that and i know that the prayers are being answered but this is also to any of the listeners as well whatever it is that you have been given whatever it is in your life and sometimes you might not even think it's much but whatever it is that you have been given much is required to to be responsible, to mm. be, you know, to cherish it. Whatever it is that you have, cherish that very thing. And um, and um, to me, my opinion is that you will be blessed with even more.
1: Oof. Well said. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we continue the conversation. Some upon further review clips on the other side as well. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk
0: about. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.
1: I believe, written by Big Daddy Kane, by the way. Danny Morrison show, KBLA Talk 15, 8, a little cameo from Roxanne Chante as well. Year!
4: Woo! Oh, my goodness. If you can pull this one off, I'm going to give you props.
1: That is 1987. Give it to me. You You know I'm right, Andy. 1987. Nobody beats the biz. Oh, that might be
4: 88. Oh, my goodness. That I might, hope you...
1: That might be 88. Be easy on me.
4: <laughs> Please don't be right. Be one year off. It's
1: 87 to 88.
7: 19. 80.
6: Kobe. What? Eight?
7: 1988.
1: <laughs> wow. I was a year off, man.
5: Woo.
1: I tried. Uh, by the way, Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk, fifteen eighty. Uh, a couple things. I still need a deep fried turkey. I was. Popeyes. Looking, I think Popeye. It, that looks like a chicken to me.
4: They uh, said it's a turkey.
1: Is it a turkey?
4: I pulled it up. It's a turkey.
1: Don't turkey and chicken taste exactly the same? No. Are you a turkey person? I'm like a saying? turkey
4: girl. I don't eat. I don't even eat chicken.
1: Okay, so when I make your plate, and make Robbie jealous.
4: Sir. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> sir, no, no, sir, no, sir. <laughs> Robbie and Robbie only. Robbie. I'm gonna, am gonna slap that plate out your hand. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna slap Get that out of here. Robbie, go.
1: <laughs> What's on your plate? Thanksgiving.
4: Oh, turkey, dressing, yam or sweet potato casserole, some sort of greens, green beans or something like that. Rolls, of course. Maybe even mashed potatoes. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I have a, I have a, a low, vibra- I have a I low vibrational a, plate. I can uh, tell. <laughs>
1: you go back for seconds.
4: Um, no, 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 no. If it's no, 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 I'm, I do a pretty good. Did I say mac and cheese? Mac and cheese no. is on there for sure. So um, I have to make sure that it's a, a well rounded plate. Oh, no, I'm going in. Don't Jesus me. Don't look. Jesus. You, you're very judgmental right now. I'm just saying. What do you I'm, have? I want, the like,
6: I want the mac and cheese.
1: And you have I, want all the of and I want the protein,
4: protein. Protein. You got ham, turkey, and that's it.
1: I got greens, beans, potatoes. <laughs> Black people get mad at me when I come over.
4: Why? Because you're judging everybody? I'm
1: not judging her. It's disrespectful when you are invited over to any dinner and uh-huh. you don't eat everything
4: that's there. So you don't eat everything.
1: I don't eat dressing. I eat some turkey.
4: Why don't you eat dressing? It's good.
1: I, I prefer stovetop. I guess I'm white people that stove way. Stovetop? Why top? are y'all laughing at me?
4: Are you kidding me? Why y'all laughing at not me? Not homemade?
1: I don't like, I don't like dressing.
4: Aw, oh, man.
1: And cranberry sauce is putrid. That's vomit. I don't know how y'all eat that. You see how it comes out the can like it. dog food? Y'all have, eat that?
4: Gotta have it. That's poop. Okay, whatever. Y'all eat What poop? else is on your plate?
1: Um, Gotta have some greens. Okay. Okay, what do you do with your greens? You mix in collard and mustard and and, and turnip. You mix in them all and you throw some bacon in there, a little hog mall. Boom. You good? Mm-mm. See, that's Bakersfield style. What y'all doing?
4: I can't do. I, first of all, I... Uh, mixing is fine. I just can't do bacon. It's got to be like smoked turkey.
1: You don't put turkey in greens. Yes, you do.
4: What are you talking about? Okay, LA is different. See, y'all gotta, y'all gotta come on. We, my- we're we're becoming healthier. My Dang. family's from the south. Okay, but I'm just saying it's not that we didn't have it before. I'm just saying nowadays everybody, when you go to any like restaurants now, if they're serving greens, they usually have turkey.
1: Y'all don't put hog maw in that big old blob of pork. So, a,
4: a lot of people put hog mog in there, but nah,
1: it's not mog. Hog, it's mog. Hog
7: mog. Like my- <laughs> Mr. Health Man, we trying to be healthy
4: nowadays. Exactly. So Thank we're you, Andy. I want some
7: turkey. Man. Okay, exactly. you
1: know. Mr. P- Mr. Eating Pineapple and Watermelon. Today, Absolutely. Yeah. Got to break your fast with some fruit, huh?
4: You supposed but, to right be. You supposed to be pumping him up and hyping him up beautiful. exactly do yeah. I give you love
7: Mr. C4 oh my
1: god
4: <laughs> when we come forward ah. when we come forward <laughs>
1: my point being okay so greens mm-hmm. turkey okay
4: mac and cheese always okay I was about to say that's my advice okay I was about to snatch your card and by the way I'm gonna
1: shout them out because they're a black owned business okay just this past weekend mm-hmm. I went to a new barbecue place right here in Inglewood okay Brother's Barbecue is the truth. Okay. The best mac and cheese I have had in Los Angeles since I got here. All right. Brother's Barbecue on Crenshaw Boulevard. I love that. Fire. So, mac and cheese, greens, turkey. I'm probably good. If you got some good sweet potato pie, you could probably convince me. Okay. How's that?
4: Ruth's, by the way, Ruth's Chris, I know this sounds, you know. I don't know. But they do a sweet potato casserole that is just literally insane. Casserole
1: is white people's stuff.
4: It's a sweet potato casserole that would change your life.
1: What's in it? Sweet potatoes. I'm aware I'm of that. Clearly.
4: What, it's the, what What it is is the top of it is like a brown sort of like crumble on it. It is insane. That's white people's stuff. Call it what you want. It's roots, Chris. Maybe like, it is a little bougie, but you
1: probably like green bean casserole too. Huh?
4: No, I don't. I actually, don't get down with that. That's so
1: white people stuff. Whenever they bring that to the potluck, like no, I go you, Becky
4: with the with the uh, the onions on it. Oh. The, uh...
1: Becky, <laughs> and it ain't seasoned. Becky.
4: Oh no. Yeah, I don't. I don't get down.
1: <laughs> the other thing is uh, those that follow me on my socials at Danny Mo Show. Uh, this past weekend, I posted a picture of me three years ago with my regular hair, and people lost their minds.
4: What did they say? I did not check the comments.
1: Danny, you need to go back to that, Danny. Mm,
4: they did not do all of that. They did not. I am not convinced. Mm. No, they, Let me take a look. And I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the real. What are they really saying?
1: Look at my sexiness. By the way, you're the only person in the thread, <laughs> but the people are in my DMs.
7: You talk about the wedding picture?
1: That's how you know. That's how you know. You,
5: who are happily married, are in my threads.
1: The other comments are in my DMs.
7: You talking about the, the wedding picture?
5: What you 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 say?
1: You were swagging, homie. What? What was
7: I sexy?
6: What? He said you no. You
7: were were debonair. You were very distinguished, Andy.
1: I said, was I sexy?" (laughs) I don't know. Say it. Say the word.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I play the. Andy is like, I will not.
1: You go say the word. (laughs) But I'm considering it. Going back. My hair is my hair is long as yours. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I'm like, do I cut it?
4: Yeah, why wouldn't you? Or do, I,
1: do you do you guys see uh Method Man's hair right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. He's got some I it think they're locks. It looks really good. What what do you call that style?
4: I don't know. I don't know. Are they twists?
1: You tell me. I don't know, but it looks incredible.
4: Yeah, it looks really good. He did
1: uh did you see that video montage that he did with a a, a big magazine? What was that recently? Mm. I, I think it was Essence.
4: Was it Essence?
1: His hair looks incredible. I said, yeah. "Oh, I want to do that."
4: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. I don't I don't remember seeing the montage, but yeah, Method Man is pulling it off.
7: Y'all, I, I think you should go full Kaepernick. No. Blow it out, man. Get, get the fro, homie.
1: Look, I'll tell you what I'll do. Next time I get my hair braided, I will post a picture of me with my hair. Hey, out. that'd be dope. I look like a black Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all would not believe really? how long my hair is. Mm. I was like shaking it like I was Cat Williams the other day. You should have seen me. Yeah. Because she also presses my hair before she braids it. Mm-hmm. And it is oh, just. Okay. Yes. I look like,
5: woo woo.
1: Tell me, all I need is a cane and a purple Cadillac.
4: No. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: What's up, my man? So, are you are you are you uh, hesitant because it's grown so long? Because that's how I think. Black women used to be, when we were growing up, we never wanted to cut our hair because to have long hair meant, you know, beauty, it meant, you know, it was like regal, kind of, you know what I'm saying? And so, it wasn't until I got older that I realized the length of your hair doesn't really mean anything. It's the it's the health of your hair.
1: It has taken me two years to grow it to the length that it is now. Okay. And I can't deny, cutting it is like, mm. mm-hmm. but, uh... I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. I always try, as you can tell from the picture that you saw on my socials, I always try something different every couple years. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's what somebody told me that is an avid listener to this show. That is your trademark, your hairstyle now. Oh, really? And let me be honest. I was at a Taste of Soul a couple weeks ago, two, Mm -hmm. three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. People came up to me, knew who I was because of my hairstyle. Yeah. So what do you do?
4: So you feel like that is be, that that's become a part of your standard like brand,
1: mm-hmm. your look. Okay. So that's the maybe you could be my publicist.
4: Uh, why why do why does everybody think I'm a publicist? You
1: would do great at that.
4: I don't know why.
1: Because you've been all over.
4: What does that mean? I don't Red know. Red
1: carpet. You've done interviews. You've traveled. You've I done. Just...
4: People literally. I just got a message today. If someone offering me, you know, um, or seeking me out for PR services, and I'm like, I'm not a publicist. Everybody thinks that though. But you'd
1: be good at that, don't you think?
4: Your socials are,
1: I think, the template that people could follow in order to how how to do socials.
4: Well, if you want to be in that life, is that a part of PR services? It's gotta be. I don't know. I know somebody who's who's done exactly what I do now, and who, as a matter of fact, is in heirs. She's we're not related. We call each other play cousin, but she's in heirs, and she um she literally transitioned over into PR work, and she has done extremely well for herself, uh, Mm. creating her own firm. So. And she used to do exactly what I do. She was on all the red carpets. She was interviewing everybody, did all the press junkets, and now she's a very, very, very successful PR agent.
1: You smell that? Sounds like a new career move. (laughs) (laughs) Do y'all smell that? I smell that.
4: I don't know. I don't know if that's calling me or not. I'll let God, uh, God guide me mm. into my next, you know, whatever is next for me. Well
1: said. 1 800 920 1580. 1 800 920 1580. When we come forward, we've got some upon further review clips on the other side. This is the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
0: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. We'll talk. Real time. The gospel, the gospel truth. truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Hey, y'all should have heard our general manager, Elston Butler, come up in here and try to tell us that the Clippers are going to do something this year. Yeah, they're going to do something. Go home. Exactly. Give me a break, man. What? What's the combined IQ of them cats? 25. You give me a break. Kawhi is back. Didn't notice. Give me a break. I made a little little wager. With uh, Elster Butler prior to the season, I said, if they make the playoffs, the Clippers, 7th or 8th seed, he thought I was crazy. They're not, I think they're in the 11th slot right
5: now? No, no,
1: that's the okay, that's the Lakers.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but look, the West is loaded right now. It's going to be tough. But uh, them Lakers and them Clippers ain't doing too well right now. We shall see. Are they in the 7th seed right now? Okay, where are the Lakers? The Lakers are probably in the 10th seed right now. 13. <sighs> uh, you got to think about trading LeBron, dude. Are they balling without him? Are they balling without him? I'm just saying. You got to think about it.
7: They're balling without him. It's three games. You
1: got to think about it.
7: But I think, honestly, the real change is Anthony
1: Davis. (laughs) What
7: I've seen in the last three days, he's been a little bit more aggressive. There's
1: space on the court, though.
7: There is. I'm with you.
1: There's space on the court to do that.
7: (laughs) So you're saying LeBron is clogging everything. That's what you're saying. I'm saying
1: saying LeBron, all eyes are on LeBron when he's on the court. That's true. And maybe they're intimidating. I'm just saying, think about it, L.A. That's all I'm saying. All right, uh, let's get into our, uh, before we get into our Upon Further Review clips, let's just do it. Let's jump Sean up in here. Sean's been on hold for a little while. Sean, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Sean.
9: Oh, my height is just under six foot. My hood is the East Bay, the Bay Area, Oakland, Hayward, Berkeley, you you name it. I've been in all those places. All right, he's but checking
1: my in. Man, my man Sean's checking in from Oakland. Drop that. Come on, let's go. What's on your mind today, tonight?
9: Hey, so you guys tonight, we're talking about kind of like how long does everyone have to stay in the penalty box? And I'm a white guy, but this is very important. I think this makes some sense, and I'll I'll try to make it quick, which is you're talking about Will Smith, Kanye, yay, and, um, you know, Kyrie. You know, uh, in my opinion, watching this kind of thing shake down when white uh, beat writers always look for something to jump on. A black superstar, right? Kyrie is a superstar basketball player. Will Smith, superstar actor, and, and you know Kanye, a superstar entertainer, right?
5: Mm-hmm. But
9: here's my thing: they're not on. I, look, I'll bring them back out of the penalty box, depending on what they do. I but what they didn't do is do a coup on our country like Donald Bin Laden. And they didn't, you know, do something so bad, and I mean Donald Trump, he didn't attempt a coup on our country, right? And neither one of these three, Will Smith, Kyrie, or Yeh, did anything like Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, to me, is a real hero. He pretty much said his whole football career is ending because he stood for, you know, violence against black people. Um, you know, in regards to the police and everything else, and he took a knee. That was serious, serious business. Now, I'm not saying what these other people are doing aren't serious. I'm saying it doesn't compare. You know what? Um, Brett Favre and Donald bin Laden – both of them you know, Brett Favre took money from the Mississippi, you know, welfare program to pay for a volleyball court. Yes, he did. Donald Bin Laden attempted a coup on our country and he did. There's no arguing it. Okay, Sean, so hold, I on, say hold on. Those two right, first, are first, okay. I, I love you yeah, advocating for
1: our people. It's a beautiful thing. I love what you're doing. You're checking off okay. all the boxes. It's really, really just a beautiful thing. But um, I wanna ask you a question. How do we know that sure. you, How do we know that you as a white person are for real? When do white people know when you are a true advocate for
9: our community? Well, it's a wonderful question. I I can only lead by example. My whole life I just you know, my kids are biracial, uh or or I should say multiracial, um, you know, Syrian, uh African descent, Portuguese, um, and Brazilian, which a bunch of different ones yeah but sean Sean, the
1: the slave owners were also procreating with her with the enslaved too you know that right the slave owners yeah no no so that doesn't mean that you you you're advocating for us by having sex with black women
9: okay perfectly uh sound argument okay what i'm saying is is my uh, my i have been working to make sure that everyone in our country let's let's not go around the world yet but Everyone in our country has equity, has equal rights, civil rights. And we don't go backwards with the white supremacy that is attacking our country right now. And the white supremacy is attacking our country right now. Even though we won this last election, we did, meaning the normal patriotic Americans. But we didn't win it complete yet. We need to win it to where we have more um, diversity uh, represented in the political sphere, we need to have more diversity throughout the business sphere, okay? And we also need to have everyone pay their fair share if they're making actual 2 billion, 5 billion and 200 billion dollars. Okay. okay? To build our infrastructure for everyone. That sounds but all I well and good. Fight for but that.
1: do you think that the majority of Caucasians out there feel the same way you do? Because from my experience, it seems as though they are all for saying what you're saying. They might even vote in that way. But if it comes to- time for them to actually give up power and share the wealth, they're not going to be down for that.
9: Oh, well, when you say majority, because we're not, we're not even a big majority now, meaning white people in this country, I would have to agree with you, not the majority, mm-hmm. but, but I don't look at it as who's the majority technically by 5%. I'm looking at who's the majority coming up along with Latinos, along with other black and brown people, along with the African community, along with the African-American community, along with women, along with the LGBT community. I mean, we can't leave anyone behind. You know why? Because discrimination is what sets everyone back. Because why are we in everyone's business personally? Okay, and what you guys did with Karen Bass down there, Caruso spent, what, $100 million to try to take over home? He could have put a big dent in helping homelessness, but what did he do? No, he tried to become the mayor. Karen Bass actually has courage is going to try to do something about the problem. But so to convince you that I'm a white guy and other white people think like I do, no, I can't do that. But I will tell you this. I tell every white person who wants to be in my circle of people, my circle of trust, you better be anti-racist, you better not be discriminated on women, you better not be discriminated on the LGBT community, and you better come real... Because if I sense that you're not with it, you're not going to be around my family, my kids, because I don't want them influenced whatsoever with your garbage. Well,
1: that sounds all well and good, and I can't deny uh, what you're saying really is enlightening to me. At the same time, I tell white people the rite of passage for me is to say and act on exactly what you're saying right now. I want to look at your circle. Who's your friends? I want to look at the pictures in your house. I want to see what you attend as far as concerts and everything. I want to know, are you truly immersed within our culture if you are i'll give you a pass but a lot of people out here just spewing nonsense uh, because they know the lights are on but as soon as the lights get turned off man they could not care less about us man but thank you so much for okay. the call give sean a call well, of the night right there because uh, right. that is really fantastic thank you you are invited to the cookout we might let you come just don't bring the green bean casserole and everything will be awesome.
9: Right. <laughs> thanks man turkey legs <laughs> there you the go we'll
1: talk to you soon
5: all
9: right
1: Right, what you think of these? You know, I mean, we, we, we have some Caucasians that love to frequent our airwaves and uh, we love it. You know, mm-hmm. true uh, progressives that actually care about the cause and the culture. But uh, don't you think some of them are just like it makes them feel better to make it seem as though they're doing something for us?
4: I think it's unfair. OK, I think your stance is a little unfair. OK, tell me what I think that um, I first of all, none of them have to call. None of them have to say anything to us. They can just go about their merrily little way and not make any any um, sort of attempt to listen to the station, to the to the shows, to call into the shows, or um, not just that, but like you know, do anything or um, or or anything for that matter. I just feel like um, so it's 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 almost like. Well, Sean, I'll take Sean as an example. He says, Well, listen, in my circle, I tell everybody, you can't come around me if you're if you're racist. You have to be anti racist. You can't, you know, certain things or whatever. And it's like I I I dig that. But then it's like the, the pushback, it sounds like, well
1: Coddling. It sounds like he's saying things just to get approval.
4: No, that but that's I don't I don't I don't agree you don't see with it that. that. Way? No, I don't see that. And I'm just,
1: very jaded, I'll be honest.
4: Yeah, I feel like in some ways, I do feel like for you, it, you have a standard, right? It's like if you're not meeting this standard, if you are white and you're not meeting this standard, then you're not okay, you're not for us. And it's like I think that it's unfair in the sense that everybody has a way of doing something. Like, I'll be honest with you, there's some some black people who do not advocate for us the way that some white people do, right? Candace Owens. <laughs> right. I mean, we can go down the down the list of people who we know personally or people who are in you know the public eye or whatever who are not um advocating for us so i feel like just because there is a standard and and listen your experience is your own experience and and your thoughts and, and opinions are are your own but i just feel like that sometimes it's like you know what even if they don't, they may, some of them may not quite know exactly how far they can push, mm. you know, what they can do. Mm. They just know what they can do in their world. Mm. And they're like, in my world, you can't be racist. And in my world, we are pro-black people and all of this stuff. So to kind of give that a hard time, I, I feel it is like a little unfair.
5: That's fair.
1: That's fair. But uh, I'll I'll be honest, uh, my days of just accepting anything as being advocacy are over. Mm. My bar used to be really low. Mm-hmm. Like if a white person shows up at a Black Lives Matter rally, I'd be like, my dude Todd is out there at the Black Lives Matter. That's not enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to change your circle. And are you willing to cut off people that are in your circle that may be saying negative things about us?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, would you cancel family? If grandpa is dropping the N-word on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. would you cancel family if you know that he's a hardcore racist? Is, is it wrong for me to expect that?
4: Uh well yeah they're 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 that person's family it doesn't mean that they they share the same views so you it think that just... they should
1: just say that's grandpa being grandpa No, they
4: can check grandpa they can say whatever they want to grandpa grandpa that's not cool grandpa don't be like that around me but that is still grandpa at the end of the day
1: see I've changed I just, I just don't accept that anymore
4: yeah well you, we can't expect for people to cut off their grandfather because he uses the n word forget
10: like... grandpa <laughs> <laughs>
1: when we come forward. I... I promise we'll jump into some fun, fun for the review clips, and Grandpa might be listening. 1-800-920-1580, Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580, right now, news and traffic. Check it out. Nighttime is the right time for Danny
0: Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580.
1: Uh, Don to versus everybody. It's live tonight and tomorrow, and on Wednesday in preparation of the Thanksgiving weekend. Appreciate everybody that's checked in our socials and also checked in on the phones. And uh, who was that?
4: That right there was Missy, of course. And um, was it Nic- Nicole? Uh, sure,
1: sure, sure. No, no, no,
4: no, no. There was a girl who she who Missy had. I don't know if that was in her, if that was her, but definitely Missy. Who who else that's was Missy? There? Yeah. I
1: didn't even know that was Missy.
7: That was Total.
4: Oh, Total. No Missy? No, but Missy wasn't in
7: there? Missy was chopping it up, but she wasn't okay. like necessarily a featured artist on that song. Okay.
4: okay. But it was
7: Total.
1: I love Total. I don't know
4: that song. Yeah, no, I know that song.
7: Oh, it was like the first single off of their second album. From now, It was first or second single off of their second album.
1: Yeah, that second album didn't go
4: nowhere. How
1: dare you not play, you're my pride and joy. You're my baby boy. Remember
4: that song? From Total. Kissing you with... Love that song. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm such a total fan. Oh my God. That was my heater. Yeah. It's 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 such a weird space to be to be a fan of a group and then become friends with someone from the group. Mm. And then the song comes on while you're with the person in the group and it's just like, this mm. is I'm just you stay right there. I'm just this is my jam. I'm gonna is jam. rock out. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing, but such a fan of total.
1: Underrated R and B group.
4: Uh yeah. Well, I feel like they're just no longer making any hits so like they have to be underrated Mm. i don't think they were underrated at the time i think that everybody knew what was up with total
1: you think they got their just due while they were hot because you didn't see them getting any awards you didn't see them going Mm. platinum you didn't see them ever get their just that's why i say underrated because they got they got a few hits yeah can't you see kissing you
5: (laughs)
4: Uh, I know well but but the question to me is at what point does it become about the accolades and the awards and when we like when people first start out doing stuff like singing, rapping, whatever, you started to do it for the passion of it because it was your gift, and that's what you really wanted to do because it became, it was like second nature to you, and you wanted the world to hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, what if the world does hear you, or what if the culture does hear you, but then you're not getting the, the Grammys and the, the AMAs and, you know, all of that? Is it, does it, is it all null and void now? Like, is it, you know, at what point does it become about all of that?
1: That's a great question, because I don't think Snoop Dogg's ever won a Grammy. I don't I don't, I don't think, think so, so. Yeah. and we all know he is all world
4: mm-hmm. yeah does it matter I don't think it matters and some would say so even some artists are like you know what it, it doesn't matter to me I think it does it does affect them maybe there is like an ego thing to that uh, initially it's an ego thing but I think they have to tell themselves mm. I have to get out of that space in order for me to not be tainted mm. and you know by this industry the industry could. the industry is a business but the industry at the same time there the industry is a thing it's a it's a like a, a a machine right the machine doesn't tell you if your music is good or not the mm. people tell you if your music is good Facts. or not so you should just go off of what the people are saying there's a lot of politics in inside the awards and you know all of the organizations there's a it's, it's a whole political thing so I wouldn't get tied up into that so I think they have to check their ego at some point and be like you know what You know, Grammy or not, I'm still hot.
1: Very well said. I think there has been a cultural shift over the last few years. Mm -hmm. It used to be you have to have that Grammy. Yeah. Being Grammy nominated or Grammy award Award winning. winning.
4: Yeah, exactly.
1: You could get the bag that way. It actually accentuates the bag. Yeah. But not in the age of the digital realm.
4: No, it's, it's, it's much different. I mean, I know that it's still... Uh, it's still a prestigious, you know, award. I get that. And I'm sure you wouldn't turn it down if you, if you won one, you wouldn't turn it down. But hopefully, um, there's, there's a ton of people who we know, um, who are so great at what they do and who are considered icons to us who have not won a Grammy, but gotten all the, the BET awards Mm -hmm. and the V, you know, the, the, the VMAs or whatever. And, um, But that one Grammy, that one Grammy is just like, uh, it's sort of elusive. And so um, I hope that it doesn't affect them, though. It's
1: funny you say that. There's one person that just said that a few weeks ago on an interview, Tevin Campbell. Mm. They asked him, is he going to come back and make make new music and what his dreams and aspirations were. He said, Mm. I got one. I need that Grammy, man. Wow. And it is shocking to me. Like, he had a couple of very successful albums. Yeah. Never got one.
4: Yeah. That shocking to you that it didn't get a that Grammy? That didn't
1: get a Grammy.
4: Yeah. I don't, Speaking
1: see, of underrated.
4: Yeah. But again, it's the politics of it all. Who's mm. to say? What's to say? What are they looking at? We talk about the same thing when it comes to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm. You know, like some people having stars. Just on giving the, it to
1: anybody now.
4: Yeah, And then some other people who we're like, no, they, they absolutely deserve one. Mm. Um, you know, I know that's a whole thing behind that, too. Not being nominated, coming up with the money, you know. Um, seventy
1: five thousand dollars. Somebody told me. Is that true?
4: It's like I think it, it's up there. It's like fifty <laughs> to seventy five, maybe. You
1: have to pay that money like that. to get a star.
5: That's crazy.
4: Yeah, we well, usually there's people who like uh, raise the funds for you or or pay it for yeah, you or something fans like that. Come yeah, and make it yeah. Um, but it's the same kind of thing, in my opinion. I, you know, at some point, the art has just got to be about the art and not the accolades.
1: Ashanti has a star. Yep. 1-800-920-1580. <laughs> 1-800-920-1580. <laughs> we got to hear this clip on the other side. It's so good. I can't
0: wait to hear
4: it. Yeah, we have to play it.
1: Danny Morrison's show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about.
0: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From to nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison show on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580.
1: Let's get into this clip. I've been excited to uh, play this for Robin because she's so great at relationship talk. And so uh, there's a young lady named Kitty J. Rose went viral over the weekend. She put out a clip a few days ago uh, talking to the OGs on how men keep losing the good woman in their lives. And a family member gave her some information and she shared it with her audience. I think she's in the industry as far as, uh, I don't know if she's a therapist of some sort, mm. but uh, I want you to hear it. Listen.
10: I asked one of my uncles, was it love that kept you married to my auntie? And he said, No. <laughs> I married your auntie cause I loved her He said no Love that's too much of an emotional process I married your auntie because she stayed on my neck I wouldn't be the man That I am today if it wasn't for her So I asked him About some conflicts because I love talking To men who have been in conflict Who have made mistakes who have learned from mistakes Especially married men And can give you an idea of how Things go from a male standpoint so he tells me about one event. He said, there was one time I really made your auntie mad. He said, I mean, I was wrong. He said, I was wrong. I made a decision without talking to her. And she was really big on standing firm on what it is that you're going to do and making sure that you communicate things with any decisions because they affected our household. And he goes and tells me, he said, so she was getting on my A. He said, and I hated it. So what I did i did the same thing i always did run into the bars running to the clubs running to the parlors whatever i could to avoid her he said and i kept putting up a wall i kept building a wall against him and she fought and she fought and she fought to tear that wall down and eventually the wall was defeating her that's when i realized i was losing her he said every time i made her face that wall and every time I turned my back against her because I didn't want to hear the truth about who I was. I didn't want to sit there and sit in my S-H-I-T. I wanted to run from it. I shut down all the time. She couldn't beat that wall, so she turned away from me, and she fixed the problems herself. And that's when she realized she didn't need me.
5: Mm.
10: And so I asked myself, well, Uncle, whenever I talk to my clients, I always tell them, you need to be able to put the purpose of your marriage in your relationship. Your children, your investments, whatever it is, think from a logical standpoint, put that above the conflict. So that way you can defeat the conflict. And he said, well, baby, I wish you were there when I was around. <laughs> he said, I wish you were there at that time. He said, because that's absolutely right. He said, had I have put the purpose between me and your Annie and my children in a home above the conflict and stopped shutting down, I wouldn't have went through that hardship. Cut that so right there, Andy. It cut it.
1: Me. The- There's two more minutes mm-hmm. of that, but
4: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's so good.
1: We men do that so much. Yeah. The 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 right woman could be right in front of
4: us, mm-hmm.
1: and we will put up that wall because we're so accustomed to doing it. Maybe we even saw our father do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. We're so good at just putting up that wall. Mm-hmm. But there are some women that will just work to beat that bad boy down.
5: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: when you know you got the right one. If she's willing to go through that nonsense mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. you go, that's the one she kept her foot on my neck like she said
4: the irony of this clip in this conversation is i was just having a conversation today with a a friend of mine and we were discussing the whole you know um the 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 relationships you know that she's had and um dealing with certain men and everything like that and um and how a conflict can come up and then he puts a wall up because of what he's used to Mm. and then i was um And then instead, so the the funny thing is, I was trying to say, you should, you know, they just had a difference in, in, in vision, a difference in how they saw something. And both of them were, like, chucking up the deuces, like, all right, well, I'm out, right? And I said, you know what? You have to show him something different. Come on! You have to show him that you are not like everybody else. You have to – you. and and here's the the thing about it is that men, certain men, because of what they were used to dealing with and dealing with immaturity or dealing with toxicity or whatever, they're used to that. And so they're quick to put up a wall, like, okay, well, on to the next one. Here we
1: go again. Exactly.
4: Then you run into someone – who it may not be easier, it may not be easy for this woman either, but if you see something in the relationship, that's the thing about it. If you see something in that man, you have to then fight to show that man that number one he is good, that you do care, that that you are different, that you, he can expect something different from you even within this uh, relationship. And so um, it's just it's just ironic because I think that's true. How you know the woman said that um, that the the, the aunts. St- stayed on his neck you know what I'm saying and sometimes it is that just to show you listen number one you can't keep running from your problems we have to face this if this is if this is if you want to be here with me Mm. right and this is worth it for you we have to face our problems and so I love a woman who can, um, who can show a man something different and just um, stay on him to show him that he is worth it. Mm. Not just the relationship, but you are actually worth it. So mm. I'm going to keep coming at you. I'm going to keep, you know, not nagging you. There's a way to do it. You can finesse it. You can finesse it, and you should finesse it. Um, but I think there's a way to show him that you actually do care. So I, I actually love where she's coming from.
1: Mm, but what happens when, what do you say to those women that say, you know, I'm going to stay here, and I'm like, when he puts his wall up, I'm going to stick around because this is the man for me. I think I'm the woman for him. But he's doing dirt at the same time. Mm-hmm. Where's that line? Where's the threshold when you go, but I ain't sticking around do that nonsense. Well,
4: yeah. No, I, I, I also think that... Um, he has got to know. I think every man has got to understand and know that um, a woman is she will leave you if if you're not if if you if you're not showing no woman should stick around a situation, including him doing dirt, where he's not making any adjustments in an attempt to change. No mm. woman should stick by stick by that. Instead, you have to actually show him. And not just, like, if you don't stop, I'm going to leave you. If you don't quit it out, I'm gone. Like, you can't keep talking to a man like that. Because every time you give him a second chance, every time, he's going to devalue you more and more and more. And your word doesn't mean anything more and more and more. So for a woman like that who is sticking by him, that doesn't make any sense to me. You still got to know your worth. Mm. You know, you can you can value him, but you also got to know your worth. And that does not mean sticking around um, while he's doing dirt and him not attempting to change.
1: What about think this is an idea? uh, If you're married, not just boyfriend girlfriend. If you're married, you have to get counseling to get a divorce.
4: Oh, first as before, like as a prerequisite. Yeah.
1: What about that? They should say you need counseling sessions to get married Mm. and also to get divorced. I
4: love that idea. I love that idea. I I do because I think that so many people. um, There's a clip from uh, Michelle Obama that I'm actually going to play on our on our. One of my raw reports, she talks about how she's so saddened how um, these younger people are so quick to just leave out of out of a relationship where something could be so good. And it's just like both of you are taking your past traumas and then you are not giving the other person an opportunity to to grow and to learn you. Mm. Because it's, it's not just about me. I was saying this to my friend earlier. Once you become um, committed in a relationship, especially marriage. It's no longer about you Facts. and all the stuff that you go through. Now I have to see things from your perspective. As hard as that is, mm-hmm. we have to both be vulnerable in this thing and then try to look from the other person's perspective. So with that being said, many people won't even try to do this like counseling thing or um, or therapy before they dismantle this relationship. This very thing that y'all built that, that each of you felt like at one point you really, really wanted. You're just quick to be out. And it's like, did you guys even try, you know, really, really try to put in some effort before you, uh, got, you know, went through with the divorce? The
1: problem with that whole thing is you have to be self-aware. And as a lot of black yeah. men, we are bullheaded. And if you try to tell us something is wrong with us, we go, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you be self-aware? Can you look yourself in the mirror and say what's really wrong with you? Can you really say that you still have daddy issues? Right. Or you still got mama issues? Yeah. Or you are a philanderer. Can you look at yourself and go? I got some
5: problems, man.
4: Yeah, but you know what, Danny? Like, that's what we're all here for. At the at the end of the day, we're all here to help each other on Earth. That's what we're all here. We're we, you can't do anything just by yourself. You have to help everybody else. You didn't right? build that.
1: <laughs>
4: so you have to, even if you aren't self aware. Some people just aren't right, and you can't do that. You can't live the rest of your life just not being self aware. So, with that being said, if it's worth it, if you see that there's a value in the relationship that you're with or in then the other person is supposed to be the one to help you become, help you realize who you are and who you can become. Mm. Like you can't do that by yourself. No matter how self-aware you are, you can't do it by yourself. You have to have someone else in there with you to help you grow, help you look at yourself in the mirror without being, you know, judgmental or any of that. They have to help you. So that's what we're all here to do.
1: And you just said the magic word, without being judgmental. hmm that's tough for a lot That's of people.
4: That's very tough for a lot of people. Trust to <laughs> you believe. Know? Yeah, I get it.
1: I knew you was going to knock that out the park, as you <laughs> always do. What a great broadcast. Appreciate you all uh, checking us out. We will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. in for Amici versus everybody. You guys have a blessed night tonight. Good luck. God bless. Gone. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams is up next. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Be good.